It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to, like usual. Need to talk about the NCAA announcing that voluntary on-campus activities resuming June 1st. How might BYU respond to this? Will we see BYU players out there uh, beginning June 1st? We'll examine that. Also need to talk a little bit further about APR scores for BYU. Could the Cougars be in the mix for a jump up in APR? We'll talk about that because it looks like their GPA as a team has gone up significantly. We'll talk about all of that on today's show, as well as catching up on everything that's going on in BYU sports news. Mac McClung, the transfer from Georgetown, has BYU amongst his top schools for a transfer destination. So a lot to catch you up on on a Thursday edition of the show. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. They are the title sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself $10 off your first order. Absolutely phenomenal deal. Delicious protein bars. They are reinventing what protein and energy bars are supposed to look like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, and save yourself 10 bucks on your first order. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 21st, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts. There's a whole myriad of podcast providers out there. And a big thank you to all of you for, all of you for your continued support. Uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, our biggest two listening platforms are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you ever hear me talk about, and I talk about it often, following us on Spotify or subscribing on Apple Podcasts, well, it's because the vast majority of you listening are listening to us on those two platforms. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode because we are here daily for you guys talking BYU sports. Uh, Kicking off today's show, wanted to mention to you guys, uh, yesterday we talked about the APR scores for BYU. In the 946, it's not necessarily an awful score, but if you look just at the rankings overall, 118th out of 130 of uh, FBS programs, that's just not a good look for the football program because if people don't understand how the APR scores are tallied and how closely bunched all of these programs really are in that 900 range, 118 out of 30 doesn't look good for BYU on paper. The nice part is, is yesterday I got an email. This is after it came out on social media, but uh, BYU football announced yesterday that they have their highest team GPA since they started tracking it in 1999. Team-wide for BYU football, they had a 3.31 cumulative GPA. 
that is truly an impressive number because BYU it's a tough it's a tough school there's no doubt about it I I went to BYU I struggled while I was there and I wasn't playing football many of you listening to this podcast probably are BYU alumni yourselves and you can obviously relate to that as well it's just a very competitive school and these football players for them to cumulatively accomplish a 3.31 GPA I think that's a fantastic development now, I had an email come in uh, from Brian yesterday, and thanks for reaching out. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for this. And Brian reached out and said, hey, Jake, with this announcement of BYU accomplishing their highest team GPA since they began tracking it, what could that mean for BYU and their APR scores going forward? Well, the good news in that regard is if guys are continuing to have good grades, that means they're going to stay eligible. So that gets you at least one of the points. And the roster management obviously is going to be a problem if you have guys leave you lose a point but if they're still academically eligible when they leave you're not missing out on both points does that make sense because uh, you, you're allowed two points essentially per player as we talked about yesterday on the podcast if you're really lost you need to rewind go to yesterday's podcast and listen to at least the first segment of it to really understand what i'm talking about here uh, but the biggest thing is byu with a 946 right now they can afford to have some guys transfer and stay above the 930 mark that they're all striving to stay above Speaking of the NCAA and the benchmark, they want all programs to be at. Nice part is, is all these guys being eligible. That's a positive. And I know that a number of guys from BYU's football program, there's going to be a bigger senior class next year that should graduate and should help ensure BYU's APR score goes up in theory next year. And it continues to go up over the next couple of years, you hope. So, like I said, it's not a great look for BYU to be sitting in the 946 range, three years running in football, but they're above the 930 mark. Their cumulative is still in the 940s, so they can afford to take some losses with guys transferring potentially this offseason and still be okay. The biggest thing is I think that the GPA here shows that BYU players are getting it done in the classroom, and they did that amidst a semester that was absolutely thrown for a loop where they had to mid-semester switch streams and all of a sudden go to an online learning environment versus being in class in person. And that's something that's going to continue on. A number of these players are going to be in spring term and summer term, which BYU has already announced will be an online learning format. So the good news is is BYU football players are getting it done in the classroom by and large, and that's a positive note if you're a BYU football fan because that means a number of these guys are going to continue to help that APR score rise over the coming years, and you hope that, that you can start to see them move up towards the 950, 960, hey, even in the 970, 980 range. Uh, the University of Utah is right up there amongst the tops in the Pac-12. They've been in the 980 range recently, so you'd like to see BYU continue to climb in the APR rankings. But the good news is that GPA yesterday being announced, a 3.31 uh, semester team GPA, that's a fantastic development. A big credit to the academic support team at BYU as well as just the BYU football players themselves for getting it done in the classroom. All right, so there you go. I just wanted to pass that along. Big thank you to Brian for reaching out about this. But the APR score is going to go up. And one thing I failed to note yesterday, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is BYU can afford to take some losses. I didn't mean to say that BYU couldn't have any guys transfer or else their APR score was going to crater. It's not necessarily going to do that if they have maybe three, four, five guys transfer this offseason. It's typical anymore in college sports to see some guys leave your program. So, We're going to see, I think, a bunch of different 
changes here in the coming days and weeks as players move on. We've talked about the fact that BYU is in a scholarship crunch. They've already got uh, more scholarships committed than in spots available. Does that make sense? You have, you're allowed 85 scholarships in football. They've got more than that currently committed uh, to, the, to the team that's supposed to come in in 2020. So you'll see some guys, I think, in the coming days and weeks transfer. And it's not going to crater BYU's APR score, but it's also not going to help it. So we'll track that for you. Of course, we've been tracking transfers for you. I have a source that passes along all the transfer portal information that you can handle. So make sure to pass that along to you guys as it comes down the pipe. All right, coming up here in just a second, we need to talk a little bit about a BYU and the news from the NCAA that they are allowing uh, voluntary team activities for both football and men's and women's basketball beginning June 1st. When might you see BYU players back on campus working out? We'll talk about that here in just a second before we do that. Uh, Built Bar, we've talked about them every day on this podcast this month, but we love having them on board as our title sponsor here. Built Bar is revolutionizing and changing the way you look at energy and protein bars, and I'm telling you guys, it will change your outlook on that uh, sector of your health journey. Regardless of where you're at in your health journey, if you're a husky gentleman like me who can afford to lose some pounds, Built Bar can help you do that. They also can help you maintain or put on muscle if you need to as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, but high fiber, high protein bars, and they are absolutely delicious. They're covered in chocolate. You got every type of flavor you can imagine both flavors with nuts in them and nut-free flavors. So regardless of whatever you like, whatever your tastes are, I pretty much can guarantee that Built Bar has got one for you. They're always adding new flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about this company. They're a local company here to the state of Utah if you're listening to us in the state. So you're supporting the local economy when you support Built Bar. And as an added bonus, Built Bar is offering right now, if you use the promo code LOCKEDON on their website, you get $10 off your first order. It's a fantastic offer. I would encourage you guys to check it out. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get $10 off that first order and start revolutionizing the way you go about uh, your diet with your protein or energy bars with our good friends at Built Bar, a proud sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We all got some good news yesterday when the NCAA Division I Council voted to allow voluntary on-campus athletic activities resume in football as well as men's and women's basketball beginning June 1st. So that means come the end of this month, moratorium on players not being able to access facilities at their respective colleges will be over. The issue is is when those programs and the states that they reside in will actually allow those athletes to get back into those facilities to work out. The NCAA can say, yeah, you're good to go back on June 1st, but the local state health authority or even your school in the case of this could say, you know what, it's not safe yet. We're not allowing you back on campus. I think the good news is, is for BYU in this, in this instance 
is Brigham Young University is in the state of Utah. We've already downgraded to a yellow status. It could be a green status in the relatively near future, you hope. And that would mean that things should be open and BYU should be able to get back to playing right away. Uh, I talked to some people around BYU last night, and it sounds like it won't be June 1st. Kalani Sataki and his staff are flinging open the doors saying, come on in, boys. Same with Mark Pope and Jeff Judkins and their programs. It's not going to happen on June 1st for BYU football. But the fact that June 1st marks the first day you can do that, you're going to see a number of programs that are able to get back in there and start working out. I know BYU and its sponsoring institution, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, have taken this pandemic very seriously. The church just recently announced uh, the resumption and limited capacity of Sunday meetings that have been suspended since early March. I, I look at it, and I think the BYU, best case scenario, I'd say mid-June, they're probably back in there in the facilities of BYU. I think that's a conservative estimate on my part, and in talking with people, it's more of, I guess, an informed uh, thought. I didn't necessarily get an exact date of when it might happen, but the good news is, is that the NCAA has signed off on allowing voluntary and that means players will be running this the player run practices those type of things they're able to start those up on june 1st and i think byu being in the state of utah where the coronavirus has been abated to a large degree relative to the rest of the world i'm not trying to to downgrade anything that's happened with this virus it's been awful everybody who has lost their life to it it's completely unfortunate but in the state of utah we have been relatively hit less hard or i don't know how to describe it accurately in comparison to some of the countries and even states in the united states of america that have been absolutely hammered by it you think of places like new york italy even great britain there have been places where it's been absolutely hammered and the state of utah to their credit got out ahead of this to a large degree and they've uh, done a relatively good job at keeping numbers down in terms of people infected their overall uh, death toll etc so everything i'm hearing about byu is they want to get their players back on campus every program around the country speaking of football and men's and women's basketball programs they want these players back in there working out there's 100 and, uh, 105 players on BYU's roster right now for BYU football, and they've been flung all over the country, some of them staying in Utah, a number of them returning home, and their workout regimens have all been splintered. They've all kind of done their own thing. Of course, BYU strength coaches have been in contact with them saying, hey, you guys should try doing this. Here's a workout plan for those of you who have access to a weight room or a gym. Here's a workout program for those who haven't had an opportunity to work out in a weight room. You can do stuff at home, body weight exercises and the like, plyometrics, that type of stuff. I think the good news is the fact that BYU, being in the state of Utah, where I think things are going to be opening up faster and faster as things move along here, you're going to see BYU players in men's and women's basketball as well as football returning to campus and getting back into workouts, uh, working out in the facilities, on the practice fields behind the student-athlete building down there, in the case of BYU football, in the not-too-distant future. I would say... June 15th, mid-month, I think it's a fantastic shoot uh, target date for BYU. If it's a week earlier or a week later before that happens, great. I, I'm just throwing a number out there, but in talking with people around BYU who have an idea of what the campus is anticipating doing, it sounds like they are going to get the players back there as soon as they are cleared to do so by the school, and I would guess it's probably more mid-month before that happens, but... It, 
Regardless, it's great news to hear that the NCAA is allowing voluntary activities to return for these sports. It means that sports should return in a relatively near uh, in the relatively near future. The college football season looks like it is going to be a go, and I would expect that it starts within a week or two of its original starting date. Today actually marks 100 days to August 29th, week zero games on that Saturday. We are 100 days away. And it's an exciting time. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a little fun summer tracking BYU football. We're going to do something similar to what we did last year. If you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, last year, starting at day 99, we counted you down every day to BYU football with a player. We did the roster currently last year. This year, we're going to do more of a historical look. We'll have the four best players to ever wear that number. We'll throw it out on Twitter, let you guys vote on it, also give you my thoughts on it. And that means you're probably thinking, well, Jake, you don't do podcasts on the weekends. We are going to do them. I do what we call special editions. They're shortened editions of the podcast on Saturdays and Sundays with whatever player that would correspond with the number of day, etc., we're going to have some fun with this. So I hope you guys are engaged with us. Follow us on social media. The Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the show is at Locked On Cougars. Feel free to weigh in with your thoughts on whichever player you think wearing that corresponding number that day should be the player we talk about and highlight. We'll highlight other players as well on these podcasts, but it's going to be a ton of fun. We are 100 days away from college football, and the news coming out yesterday from the NCAA Division I Council, that's a fantastic, fantastic piece of news to hear and I think that means that you can start to get excited that BYU football the college football season as a whole it should be a go and it might be disrupted there's there's always that possibility a number of programs a number of schools have announced that they're going to actually have school over by Thanksgiving uh, potentially going online for the final two weeks before finals etc just to uh, mitigate the risks but regardless I think we've got fantastic news coming out from the NCAA and it all points to the fact that you know what college football is on its way 100 days from today and fingers crossed that we don't have anything come up that's going to preclude that 2020 has been a weird year all of you have lived through this with me you know how crazy it's been but I think that looking at it we can be pretty positive that BYU football is on its way 100 days or there'll be 107 days away from today or actually not even that 105 they start on the Thursday regardless it's on its way that's the positive news all right coming up here in just a second we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news some great news on the NCAA transfer portal front for BYU basketball Uh, BYU tennis has a new director of tennis that was announced yesterday so a lot to catch up on when it comes to BYU sports here in just a second before we do that though uh, a request for you guys I talked about in the open of this podcast and talk about it often that uh, ratings and reviews especially on Apple podcasts are worth their weight in podcast gold the five star ratings you guys leave on Apple podcasts build this audience if you followed me on social media my uh, my personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C Hatch I have mentioned in the past week we've been ranked in the top 200 in America Australia Canada and yesterday we ranked in the top 50 in the Netherlands I think I looked this morning the Netherlands moved just outside the top 50 as of earlier this morning and that shows you how big Cougar Nation is how worldwide this uh, platform is that we talk BYU sports with you guys each and every day and to those of you listening in Canada Australia and the Netherlands we've been ranked in Hong Kong in the past 
I thank you. You're finding us and those ratings and reviews you leave on Apple Podcasts, it's a tangible result of you guys leaving those ratings and reviews that we're seeing those rankings in these respective countries, especially here in the United States. Being ranked in the top 200 among football podcasts, it's not an easy thing to do. I'm proud as hell that I'm able to be in those rankings and I apologize for for my, my language there, but I love doing this podcast. So a request for you guys, please continue to leave those ratings and reviews it doesn't take very much time to do it. It doesn't take long at all, but they really do help us build this audience. And a big thank you to all of you for all of your support here on the podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. As we round out this Thursday edition of the show, let's talk about Mac McClung. If you haven't heard his name, he is a human highlight reel dunking machine who's done great things in both the college and the collegiate game. I originally entered the NBA draft, similar to Booth Gotch, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast from the University of Utah, but recently announced that he is pulling his name out of the NBA draft uh, process and will instead enter the NCAA transfer portal and look for a new program to call home after leaving Georgetown and Patrick Ewing's program. Well, BYU yesterday got some great news that BYU has joined Wake Forest, Auburn, Memphis, USC, Arkansas, and Texas Tech as the top seven schools for Mac McClung, as he announced on social media yesterday. You can follow him at McClung Mac. It's M-C-C-L-U-N-G-M-A-C is his Twitter handle. And the cool thing is BYU here is listed amongst some of the best college basketball programs in the country. I mentioned the fact that BYU has been in on multiple high-level transfers. The Matt Harms transfer obviously was big news because when BYU... Uh, got their name into the situation, or got their name into the mix with Matt Harms. Didn't think that we were going to come anything of it, but now he's going to be a BYU Cougar. Who's to say they can can't add a guy like Mac McClung? Like I said, he's got NBA draft hopes. He's a human highlight dunking reel. He can get his own shots. He's an elite athlete, and he's done great things at Georgetown. And I think he'd be an absolute star at BYU. As it stands currently, he will have to sit out the upcoming season. But as a six foot two guard, he figures if he were to join the BYU basketball program, to be the next guy after Alex Barcelo to run the point guard position for BYU. He is just a fun player to watch. If you haven't watched his highlights, just Google Mac McClung and you will be highly entertained for however long that highlight video goes for. And the news about this is that the one-time transfer waivers are dead until at least next year. Uh, Brett McMurphy yesterday, the vote was supposed to come from the NCAA yesterday. He tweeted out, of course, he is one of the foremost authorities when it comes to college football and college sports overall. He said, quote, one-time transfer waivers are dead until at least 20 2021-2022 academic year, sources told Stadium, the Stadium Network that he works for. Continuing, NCAA Division I Council approved a resolution to develop legislation regarding transfer eligibility for January 2021 that would not be effective until 2021-2022 academic year, meaning that following September. So at the earliest, we're going to hear on what they're going to do with eligibility. It sounds like comes up at the annual NCAA convention this coming winter. I'm hoping 
hoping that the one-time transfer rule goes into effect. A number of players had bet on it this year. Think of guys like JT Daniels in the football sense from USC. He thought this was going to pass. He'd be able to transfer and play right away. It appears these guys are going to have to sit out a year. And that will affect a guy like Matt McClung. But like I've mentioned previously on this podcast, BYU doesn't necessarily need a guy who's immediately eligible. Would it be nice to have a guy like that? Absolutely. And Anthony Nelson, who committed to Manhattan yesterday, would have been a nice addition for BYU as a graduate transfer. But if you can get a guy of the caliber of Mac McClung, man... That's a tip of the cap to Mark Pope and his staff if they can land a second high-level transfer in this transfer portal process. And we'll track that for you. We'll keep it uh, locked down for you. Make sure to pass along anything we learn about that. But Mac McClung, I'm telling you guys, human highlight, real basketball player, the ability to get his own shot, set up his teammates. He would be an absolute star at point guard for BYU. And the good news is the Cougars have made a first round of cuts, I guess you could say, when it comes to McClung's options as a transfer. One final note for you on today's podcast, guys, is we're going to the tennis realm for BYU, and that is that Tom Homo announced yesterday the hiring of Dave Porter as the new BYU director of tennis and head coach of the men's tennis program. In the role, Porter will have oversight of the entire BYU tennis program, including women's tennis, with day-to-day responsibilities for for the women's team. Uh, Porter comes to Provo from BYU, Hawaii, where he led the Seasiders tennis teams to 11 NCAA Division II or NAI. IA National Championships during his time there as 33 years. Dave Porter, I think, is a welcome addition to BYU. Here's hoping that his international connections from his time in LIEA and also as a public speaker, etc., can benefit BYU. I think he's a fantastic addition, especially in the aftermath of Brad Pierce stepping down earlier this offseason or earlier in February. He had resigned uh, in February, I think it was around, what, February 10th or something like that, when he resigned his position. So congratulations to Dave Porter and looking forward to a new chapter of BYU tennis as he takes over here. Uh, This is an interesting thing that he's a director of tennis. He'll be able to help out the women's team, probably in the recruiting sense, etc. Say, hey, I've got prospects you may want to look at uh, for the women's team, but also run the day-to-day operations for the men's tennis team. And here's hoping they can continue to improve in both men's and women's tennis under the direction of Dave Porter. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Some good news when it comes to the return of BYU football this fall, BYU men's and women's basketball, etc. Also some good news with the Mac McClung news as well, and I think the BYU APR is going to kick up. So a big thank you once again for your continued support of the show each and every day. Make sure to join this podcast every day. That way you can always be up to date on the latest in BYU sports news as we talk about it with you guys Monday through Friday. Uh, reminder for you guys, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at JacobC hatch and feel free to weigh in anytime via email as well locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address we've been brought to you today by our title sponsor built bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code lockdown and save yourself ten dollars on your first order a fantastic offer from our good friends at built bar also a reminder tomorrow is fan friday a lot of fun on the podcast we'll be back with you guys tomorrow this has been the locked on cougars podcast for may 21st 2020 we will talk to you manana
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.